and welcome to the Three Innings Save podcast, uh, injured list edition. Not the team, me. I'm yep. uh, recovering from a cold. We've delayed it. We've delayed the episode as long as we can delay it. I'm going, even though I'm. Uh, this will be my flu game episode. Yeah, and uh, the the funny part is like this. This episode is essentially it's it was almost going to be role reversal flipped in that I took like last week off and I, I watched maybe like the games in the first half of the week, but I caught like none of the giant series. So like usually it's me catching you up and then like now it was going to be you catching me up, but like we're recording now, like um, as the Dodgers are playing the third game or the fourth game in three days of their series at Coors Field. So like, there's been enough baseball where I've actually seen, <laughs> so it's it's a little bit different. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, well, you, so yeah, it's going to be actually the same. Well, you'll be catching me up as I I've seen, I think maybe an inning of baseball in the past week. Being oh my, like I have done so much sleeping. That's uh, oh. and when no, when see that's the thing is like when you're sick and you sleep, it's not actually. I wake up and I, every no. time I would feel a little healthier but not at all more rested so no, it's it's very much needed but also like yeah it's it's still annoying it's yeah. you don't get the sense of satisfaction but yeah uh, the dodgers have the sense of satisfaction knowing they're in the number two seed they have a buy we're gonna catch everybody up over the last oh week and a half or so and then look a little bit ahead to the uh the playoffs after playoffs. this yeah. another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so pl- as as noted, playoffs are coming. Mm-hmm. Um, as noted many times on th- this podcast, for someone who does not like stressful playoff baseball that much, with one exception, when my team's not involved, <laughs> so yeah. the wild card series are gonna be great. So much Watching stakes no that stakes, I don't yeah. care about. <laughs> yeah, and like a lot of times in the uh, playoff matchup kind of have like a like the dot in this case it would be the brewers versus whoever the succeed is i, I don't think i'm gonna care though whoever like, sure you know yeah um did you know uh as we're recording this the padres are still technically alive <laughs> i did not know that <laughs> yeah so it's funny because i i guess the last time we recorded there was one there was one padres dysfunctional culture piece out already that was from the union tribune like centering about how the how there's a leadership void in the clubhouse and all these problems why are why are they terrible and then like a few days later in the athletic ken rosenthal and dennis lynn wrote one a very similar piece but more focused say the the union tribune piece was heavily manny machado focused but also fair like and included like input from Machado so it wasn't like a hit piece or anything the Padre the athletic one was more on AJ Preller and so like the all these like why are the Padres so terrible and why are they why do they need to start over and all the, or all this kind of stuff and then meanwhile they're like on fire in September <laughs> it's just like but also like they it, it, but it seemed like for not it still kind of is but uh, as we're recording this so the the that sixth wild card spot is doesn't it seems like no one wants it like uh and, and that's that's the team that's going to play the brewers so cubs marlins are the two main combatants there the reds are still alive i picked the Reds, so i'm i'm, yeah. I'm all on board they're gonna but, make this epic ascent. so there's a scenario as we're recording this the marlins are actually ahead so by the time we're done recording the padres might be eliminated but heading into thursday it was 
Padres needed to sweep their three-game series. I believe they're playing the White Sox. Um, the Marlins needed to lose all four. Uh, the Cubs needed to lose all four. They are losing to the Braves tonight. I forgot who they play this weekend. It doesn't really matter. Just whatever. But then, and also the Reds need to win one of their three. <laughs> exactly one. Because I, I believe the how the Padres would get in is a four-team tie at 82-80. and 80. They would somehow win that tiebreaker. Um, so I, I, I love chaos. That would be kind of amazing. But, like, it's, it's obviously not going to happen, but it could happen. And so, like... <laughs> But that's a long preamble to say um, I would I had sort of like last week in my head I just like had mentally prepared like oh we're just gonna do like let's let's pick the playoff roster for the podcast mm-hmm. and then I was like I was like oh there's no there's no decisions like you know <laughs> like it's kind of I there there can there kind of is but like we'll, we'll get to it but um, you know if so the the two sort of um i guess injured relievers who like could be back at some point are like daniel hudson is like the he's in this weird uh well i might retire but i'm also trying to like you know come back and he has an op- club option for next year like all this kind of stuff dave roberts told reporters last week um the earliest Hudson would return from the 60-day IL. He has the the sprain M- MCL and the other knee that he had that he tore his ACL last year um, is the NLCS. Similar, like I believe it was maybe a day or two earlier where Robert said if Yancy Almonte comes back from his right knee sprain, it would be uh, NLCS. So at the earliest, so August 12th is the last time he pitched uh, Almonte. So. I think those are probably still long shots, but, like, I'm looking at the active roster. So, uh, Ryan Yarbrough is starting on uh, the the game we're, like, sort of watching, and he and Coors Field do not match, uh, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's, that's fine. Luckily, the Dodgers don't, won't be playing any postseason games at Coors Field, so it's probably fine. But... I sort of lumped the the pitchers like the, the, right now. There's there's um, fourteen pitchers and fourteen position players on the active roster for the playoffs. It's going to be uh, thirteen and thirteen, or it's going to be twenty six. I mean, I, I'm I would bet a lot of money they're going thirteen to thirteen because the way we've talked about this, the way they're they don't they don't have like a horse starter outside of maybe Bobby Miller. And so I think they're going to be, there's going to be so much mixing and matching that they almost can't even get away with having like 12 pitchers. So, um, but so like I sort of grouped them together, starting ish pitchers. You got Bobby Miller, Kershaw. We, Roberts has already said they are starting the first two games of the NLDS. He hasn't said which order. Um, the, the funny part is Kershaw is on, has pitched uh, the last two Saturdays. He's pitching this Saturday and if he pitches game one, it would be a fourth straight Saturday. Uh, um, so that's kind of funny. Um, and then Ryan Pepio, who has pitched like better than anyone of, of, um, among the Dodger starters. Lance Lynn, uh, who whose like biggest like plus is that he eats innings. They're not going to rely on him to eat innings in the playoffs. You know, he also leads majors in home runs. It's a weird thing. Um, and then Emmett Sheehan who was kind of off the radar. I mean, he was in the minors in August and then comes back in September and he's been great like uh, recently. Uh, and then the aforementioned Yarrow, but he's more of the like piggyback kind of guy, like, you know, but bulk, bulk guy. So those, those are six guys. The the known relievers, um, Evan Phillips, Bruce Dargratterall, Ryan Brazier. Um, I believe I this is one of those where I... I sort of saw the questions from Craig, but I just more copy and paste. But there's a Ryan Brazier thing in there somewhere, I think. Um, Joe Kelly, because, you know, Joe Kelly, and to, just to, like, <laughs> just to antagonize Craig Goldstein somehow. Um, Caleb Ferguson, um, Alex Vesey as the two short reliever lefties. And then it's, like, Shelby Miller and then Michael Grove, who, who started earlier this season, but uh, is now, like, more of the relief guy. So I guess the the only real decision would be like how how 
how much do they want Michael Grove on? Like, mm-hmm. because, and, and then he's not, like, I think it, Sheehan is the, the one you would think, like, he might replace, like, if they just want a short reliever, but I think Sheehan has been so good that there's there's almost no way. I guess Shelby Miller is maybe the, is he the low man on the totem pole of the relievers? Or, like, because they're not going to carry, are maybe, are they just going to carry one lefty out of Ferguson and Vessia? Like, that would be the other thing. Like, I just don't know if they if they would do that. So, like, I, I think Grove's a long shot. Um, Grove's probably the odd man out. Like, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? Or have you thought about it at all? I, I, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't, uh, as I think Dodgers Twitter would have me do, bring up uh, the possibility of Kyle Hurt uh, making this roster. Sure. <laughs> Um, he, I will say, fifty uh, percent strikeout rate. Uh, he's two two perfect innings, three strikeouts. So like he's, and he uh, struck out eight for uh, Oklahoma City uh, in Game One of their PCL championship. They swept that series. Um, Gavin Stone struck out ten in Game Two. Um, there, I, I guess, speaking of being remiss, Gavin Stone in that group of like, if they need a guy, you know, like <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So. Because of our stellar track record historically on making these predictions, Kyle Hurt's making this roster. So, huh, okay, um, wow, that that's you're calling it. You're, that you're, are you're, oh yeah, you're, absolutely. You you um, you you soar it off. So, the, I think the, yeah, the, the general rule is the the harder I scoff, the more right you are. <laughs> so like uh, yeah. Man, that would be kind of amazing. I mean, it would be kind of it would be hilarious and great uh, if he does it. Because like, if you look at like as we record this, right? It's the Dodgers played four games at Coors Field. Um, the first three of which were started by rookies, and each rookie set a career high in strikeouts in, in, in that game. Pepio struck out nine in the first game of the doubleheader Tuesday. Um, Bobby Miller struck out nine in seven innings in the nightcap. And then yesterday, Emmett Sheehan struck out ten. And he struck out nine last week. Uh, and so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's he's been wonderful. Um, it, it, it's, you know, like, we I think after the division celebration, uh, Andrew Friedman mentioned big boy stuff, you know. Like, and then, like that's, that's what you're going. And Kyle Hurd is in that big boy stuff group. So, like, it, it would be it would be kind of amazing. Um from from that perspective but like yeah i don't know um the position player side i think is is even more set i it's technically possible like colton long makes the roster but he's been very how he's been used has been the extra guy so far i uh i looked at, at like you could you could see like david peralta has been kind of bad like for you know a while now Mm -hmm. i think but also i believe this week uh Roberts has mentioned multiple times though he's he's gonna start like he, I don't he hasn't come out and explicitly said it but like I, I think they're gonna he's still gonna start against righties like so like I just I don't think that's going away but I looked I, I in our notes I put like sort of the the how the September starts have gone and basically everyone has started ten games uh, Austin Barnes had nine but but he's starting the Thursday game so he's at ten and then Colton Wong has started four <laughs> so like it's like Everyone like everyone else distributed, and Colt Wong's like occasional guy, like at the you know at the bottom. So like, I mean, he's going to be around. Like if something happens, like they would, you know, put him in. But like, I, I don't know. I, I think that's I think that's the way to go. Well, as I mentioned, I didn't watch a lot of baseball, which is again like for someone who doesn't really like playoff baseball, I I got to get it in. I've only got yeah three games yeah, left. You, you got to get these 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 unimportant. Yeah, because also and the also. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. You might be saying oh, what so I was going to say. The Dodgers are locked in as the two seed. Right. So, and like, the they, Giants they have nothing have... to play for. So this is going to be right. beautiful, meaningless baseball. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be the, we're just getting in work, boys. And, then, and plus, they're, like, picking off milestones, like, here and there, like, as we're recording. Well, we'll I'll get to those in a little bit because that's part of the trivia. Uh-oh. But, um, so you, did you watch... My thing is, I watch very little of the the four game Giant series. My uncle turned eighty. I'm Uncle Lynn. Had a nice party for him. Was like mini family reunion. Like four solid days of like just great fun, great conversation. And I was like, 
occasionally, oh, okay, peeking over the Dodger game, like, see a little bit of this, see a little bit, but very little uh, um, attentive watching of those games. Like, yeah. Did you watch there, any of that? I, when it was on, uh, but yeah. for the most part, I've been, I've been cr- you know, crying myself to sleep because I'm sick <laughs> or yeah. Yeah. Uh, taking care of some family stuff, so. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that, that gets it, so. Uh, the one thing, uh, being off last week, I did miss a lot of milestones, or at least I like wasn't present for them, but like, um, Freeman, Freddie Freeman got 200 hits for the first time. He entered, uh, Thursday with 207. Uh, he's, he's also, I didn't uh, put it in the notes, but on Wednesday he passed, um, Brett Butler, uh, for the most times on base. In a season in LA Dodger history, I believe he's up to 294 now. Um, the only Dodger with 300 was Babe Herman in like 1930. I think he was 311. So a crazy weekend could uh, could get Freeman there, but I, I don't know if it's going to happen. But um, yeah, he he's been excellent. Uh, he also got to 20 steals. He's the first Dodger uh, 2020 first baseman. Um, He's up to 23 now. Uh, I believe he has a seven-steal lead over Chris Taylor. So, or unless Taylor might have stolen one tonight. So, at the, at at minimum, he has a six-steal lead. So that that's happening. He'll be the first um, Dodgers first baseman to lead the team in steals since Jackie Robinson, of all people. Um, that's fun. Uh, he he has the Freeman has the Dodgers extra base hit record at 88 and counting. Uh, that includes, uh, so he hit his 28th home run on Wednesday, um, and that got him over the 100 RBI mark. Well, I'll get to that in a second. Um, and But he also has 58 doubles, so still still clinging for 60. No one's ever had a 30-60 season, so like a strong finish yeah. could could get him that Take as well. Take that, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I, I sort of laugh at like the provincialism of, a lot of the MVP stuff. I think I tweeted something like 30, 60 still in play or whatever. And like David Vesse of Dodger talk retweeted it or quote tweeted it with um, 30, 60 greater than 40, 70 in this game or what, you know, just like, all right, calm down. <laughs> it's funny. Anyway. Um, so Freeman has the 101 RBIs Mookie bets. Uh, so uh, he has a hundred, he's up to 106 RBI as we're recording. That's the most ever out of the leadoff spot in one season. However, Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, the aforementioned 4070 player, just a crazy year, uh, is up to 105. So, like, that they're actually <laughs> like sort of like competing for that. Uh, Mookie Betts is one home run shy of 40. The Dodgers have never had a 40 homer, 40 double season, and Betts already has 40 doubles. So, um, there hasn't been a MLB season with 40 homers and 40 doubles since, um, 2015. So, uh, you never know. Um, JD Martinez, uh, a lot of the last month and a half we've been talking about like, man, he's been hurt for a while. He's been, he was dealing with the hamstring and groin stuff that just was not working. And he was had to miss some time and he, he missed some time like off and on before he went on the IL but it's basically like a month and a half of like not a lot going on. He has been outstanding since returning. Um, so he actually homered uh, earlier Thursday before we recorded. He has 22 RBIs in 18 games since coming off the injured list. And he has 100 on the season after that two-run homer. He's only played in 110 games this year. That's, that's wild. Mm-hmm. He's just like been super productive. So the Dodgers before this year... Uh, in LA had never had three 100 RBI players. They now have four. Uh, Freeman, who I mentioned before, uh, Mookie, which, which we just talked about, then Martinez. Max Muncy got there. Uh, he's up to, I believe, 104. And he got his 100th in the 11th. And he had the uh, the go-ahead run in the 11th inning when the Dodgers clinched in Seattle. Um, so, yeah, like... So if you include the Brooklyn years, no Dodgers team has ever had had ever had four hundred RBI players, but now they have. So that, like that's nice. Yeah, um, I'm sure there was nothing I need to know beyond that. Ab- absolutely not. No, it, it, not technically that. It's it's oh, a okay. slightly altered part of that. But um, Clayton Kershaw, also the aforementioned Saturday starter, I believe he said he. Uh, if I saw one of the quotes right where he, he said, I'm on the college plan or whatever, <laughs> I'm a Saturday starter. That was pretty fun. 
Um, he he's pitched five scoreless innings against Giants on Saturday. Um, won his 210th game that passed Don Drysdale for second most wins in Dodgers history. Um, you don't we don't know if that was his last home regular season start. Well, and we'll find out later. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's starting again this Saturday. It, it is if it is his last regular season start. It is kind of fitting that his last two would be against the Giants. Obviously, there's a playoff run to have here. But um, yeah, back to the to those uh, RBI folks. Um, so Mookie Betts, Max Muncy, Freddie Freeman, J.D. Martinez—they all have a hundred this year. There, and actually, if you look at so like you like the Braves have a are the, the team with the better offense than the Dodgers, but they don't have four hundred RBI players, right? It doesn't happen. I mean, I don't I don't know how often you would think it would happen. I I can't really figure it out, but like. There's only been two in the last 20 years in MLB, like, um, and, and the other one was the Blue Jays in 2021. So, um, the, so this is the first Dodger team with four 100 RBI players. It's also the first LA Dodger team with four 90 RBI players. So that that's been pretty rare. Um, but if you go back to Brooklyn, the Boys of Summer teams had four players with 90 RBIs uh, in four different seasons. I was going to, the last one was 1955. My original thought was to ask you to try to name the four players uh, from 1955, but I'm just going to, I'm going to see if you can name four total. Okay. Any of those groups. There's a lot of crossover, like a lot of players yeah. did it multiple times. So that's my question to you. How, how many of those 100 R, or 90 RBI Brooklyn folks can you name? Yeah, we'll see after this. How many Boys of Summer, Brooklyn Dodger, 90 RBI na- uh, names can I name? So a few notes before before you go on this. Uh-huh. Uh, the years with the 490 players are 49, 51, 53, 55. So it was odd years. That, that, that's that's what all, the only time they did it. In 53, they had five 90 RBI players. Uh, the other years, they had four. Mm-hmm. If you go 154-game season, the equivalent of 100 RBIs now would be 95 then. If you, if you retroactively go back, the 53 and 55 teams actually had four 95 RBI players. So, like, sort of the equivalent of 100, the four times 100 today. Um, just throwing it out there. But, they're, they're, like you said, a lot of overlap. Um, I'm, and let me just eyeball this here. Um, uh, two players uh, had 90 RBIs in all four years. Okay. Uh, there's there's more overlap too, but uh, anyway, go go ahead. So there are some players that like are the Brooklyn players that I know come, uh, and, but I don't know, and then yeah. end up actually being more of sort of 30s players, and then those that were actually more early 60s players and then true boys of summer. So that's going to hurt me. I think maybe trying to get to the fourth I, name. But now I would I I will give you another hint before you go. I would characterize these all as as Brooklyn players, like all as like firm, not, not, I mean, some of them technically did play in Los Angeles, but I think these are firm, like very clearly Brooklyn guys. Yeah. Um, but you should, I I will note that that's the thing that I forget. Like I, I always, you know, I think, Oh yeah, they played some in LA or or the opposite. And and it wasn't true, but anyways. and, And, Oh, but, and I also, um, I miss like saw earlier, there's actually three players that did it all four years. Okay. <laughs> so. Campy. Uh, okay, so uh, yes, that counts. He's not one of the players who did it four Not times. when you asked. I, no, exactly. That's why I'm saying. <laughs> you, you, he did it three times, and he did it in his three MVP seasons, 51, 53, 55. Um, Duke, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, Duke Snyder? Duke Snyder, for sure. Um, he... Um, yeah, he was over 100 in all... No, I'm sorry, 92 and 49. He did it all four years, though. Uh, he led the majors with 136 RBIs in 1955. Jackie Robinson? Um, Jackie Robinson is on two of this these lists, 49 and 53. Uh, I would have looked... I don't know if he ever actually got to 100. Um, I'm looking that up. Uh, he oh he 124 RBIs in his MVP year of uh, 49, uh, and then in 53 he drove in 95. 
Gil Hodges. Gil Hodges would be the other go-to. He was he was definitely a four. He drove in a hundred runs for seven straight years from forty nine to fifty five. There, I got you four. <laughs> Tapping out. I'm not embarrassing yeah. myself anymore. <laughs> no, the, those I would like. You're, you're never going to go wrong with those four. Like yep. they're all Hall of Famers. Like I the the like the four icons. I guess the other if you if you want to say icon like. Pee Wee Reese is not an RBI guy. Yeah. He was a leadoff guy. They were they were driving. They were busy driving him in. Um, yeah. So the other so the other um, the other um, four timer there was Carl Farillo. Okay. Um, and the other let's see who else did we miss here? Um, or not miss? No, that's it. Actually, those those five account for all of the seasons so like <laughs> campanella did it three times robinson twice then the others four each so yeah that's that, that's a it's a hell of a group um neat so um i'm looking now to see uh some other stuff so gee, it's it's only nine o'clock we actually started recording early and i feel like it's 3 a.m because i'm losing yep. uh my my head a real matchbox 20 situation here it's time for questions from Craig. JD Martinez was named NL Player of the Week on Monday. So here's some questions about Mondays. No, that relate to Dodger to the Dodger slugging designated hitter. You ready? Yep. Okay. JD Martinez currently has 31 home runs. This was as of uh, Tuesday, Tuesday evening. Yeah. Uh, currently has 31 home runs and 98 RBI as of Tuesday. He'll finish the season with less than 500 plate appearances. Since 1900, only five prior times has a player hit 30 or more home runs and driven in 90 or more runs and less than 500 plate appearances. J.D. JD Martinez has now done it twice. The last time was in 2017 when he played for both Detroit and Arizona. Can Eric name two of the other four players in eight guesses? So I just want to note, I don't. I haven't seen if the Dodgers took Martinez out of Thursday's game yet, but let's say he gets four or five at bats tonight. He, with a thirty-two plate appearance weekend in San Francisco, he could <laughs> he could still get to five hundred. So I'm not putting it past him. No. Um, so this is this is in the majors, right? Yeah, the Dodgers don't clearly don't have enough thirty Correct. ninety guys. Yeah, um, thirty and ninety eight is his his. Um, um okay well here's okay let's i think part of i'm trying to trying to see how i back into this um (laughs) let's go okay so uh i'm gonna hit the strike here hard uh jeff bagwell correct frank thomas Uh, no he didn't get to 30 okay um he guesses a lot yeah. I don't know if I'm going to give you eight guesses. Probably too many. Yeah. Craig's being um, too nice. So, Matt Williams. Nope. He didn't get to 98. Oh, he had like 43 home runs at the end of the strike. Anyway. Um, there is one more 94 player on here. I'm just uh, Albert Bell. Albert Bell. You have two. So, that was it. Yeah. Oh, you, right. you can keep what? going. I'll give you two more strikes. Okay. If you want to keep um, going, and I'll give you years if you want them, but I, I won't otherwise. Not, you're yeah. not. You're. I. I would. I would literally hand you a hundred dollars if you get you one of these players, out. even after I tell you the year. And oh god, probably even the team. I'll give <laughs> twenty dollars if you if I give you the team and year and you get Wait, it right. Just okay. Just give me the the, the earliest year before ninety four. Was uh, it like thirty seven. Thirty seven. Rudy York. Oh, I owe you twenty dollars. No, you hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. So I will say the only reason I I think I know that because you cheated. Well, no, I looked up JD Martinez. Like I said, oh, he's going to be. Oh, okay, yeah, that's so, cheating. I'm not giving so, you any money. I'll give you so a beer. There, How about that? That's fair. There were. That's fair. There's 500 RBI guys in '94. Uh, you know when this when this when the strike started. I, I set the parameter of 113 games or less because. Martinez, if he plays all three in San Francisco, will end with one thirteen. Um, yeah, if you named a, a career thirty-one WAR Detroit yeah. Tiger off the top of your head without yeah. previous research, I was gonna just. <laughs> I remember Rudy York as having, I believe, he had the twenty home run month. 
in June or something before Sammy Sosa or something, or maybe he had 18 and Sammy Sosa broke it. Um, no, but the, the, the thing was no one else had done it prior to 94. Got it. Except to 1937. That's why <laughs> my brain went there. I did not look at any of the rest of the list. It was like, so that was, that was like the one extra guy. Do you want the year of the other player? Sure. 2003. What? 2003. There's one. Oh, with, there's one player you're missing who did with 30 and 98. Uh, uh, or I mean, at least 30 and 98. Yeah. Y- so yes. two, 2003 was the season three. this occurred. Oh. Um. It's not Rudy York. Is it Barry Bonds? Javi Lopez. Nice. Oh. Okay. So I believe. Yeah. So the reason I was said earlier about the. Um, the four, uh, the four hundred RBI teams in the last twenty years is because 20, 2003 was the last one the Braves did it, and he was one of the guys. So mm. I, no, no, he didn't. He wasn't because he got to ninety eight. So uh, yeah, who knows? Man, what a, they had a lot of offense if he had ninety eight and they had four other guys. Rudy anyway, York sorry. never played for uh, Brooklyn, which is upsetting. He would be great Dodgers rewind. Following the same yeah. theme, besides Martinez, six other designated hitters have hit twenty five or more home runs. In less Ugh. than 500 plate appearances. Can Eric name two of the six in seven guesses? That's still too many guesses. Yeah. You get three strikes. Sure. Oh, I'm looking at the list. Whew. Um, the problem is like... Somehow Rudy York's on this list. It's really weird. <laughs> Yeah, even though, <laughs> yeah. even though DH wasn't in any yet. He's, he, really, he really prolonged his career. <laughs> um, oh, man. 25 home runs. So... What about uh, what about Greg Luzinski? Uh, they, the Dodgers did not take uh, JD Martinez out. He just singled as we're recording this. <laughs> uh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, Ron Kittle. No. Yeah, I'm. I am having trouble coming up with like. Uh, let's. Don Baylor. No. you want to you want to give me a year sure 2021 um 2021 give you the team cleveland i don't think that's gonna help (laughs) yeah Um, that's that's what i thought but i also thought there was no way you're getting york is it yandy diaz this friend mel reyes that's that makes sense 2018 think you could get this one especially if I give you the team uh, yeah I, I I have no Houston I'm, I'm, oh that's um Evan Gaddis yep yeah 2010 we have a team twins 2010 twins so I'm trying to think of when Oh. Was Justin Morneau hurt by then? No, because he, he probably still would have played. I'm just going to say Morneau. I have no idea. Jim Tomey? Yeah. 1999? No, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Harold Baines, Chili Davis, Ken Phelps. In, wait, in 99? Harold Baines, yes. I, I, for some reason memory hold that Harold Baines played that long. I did not realize he played <laughs> let alone Ken Phelps. I didn't think Ken Phelps played in 99. Holy crap. No, 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 no. no. Harold Baines in 99. Chili Davis in 94. Oh, Ken okay. Phelps in 87. <laughs> that, is, that is more of a timeline I can rock with. Yeah. Uh, Ken Phelps last season was 1990. Yeah. J.D. Martinez is currently slugging at a six, 768 clip in September. Through Tuesday, uh, or entering Tuesday, yeah. <coughs> Driving to 20 runs this month has brought Martinez just a few shy of 100 for the season. Five other Dodgers, yeah, five other Dodgers in the Jacob area have slugged over 700 with a minimum of 60 plate appearances and driven in more than 20 runs in September slash October. Can Eric name three of them in six guesses? You could name all six of these, I think. Um. So, well, I, all five of them, excuse me. I'm trying to think. I don't. I can't imagine. I don't. He had nine home runs in twenty. I'm gonna just gonna say James Loney because I know he had the big month, but uh, I don't know if he slugged seven sixty eight. Uh, 
Um, yes, so uh, 700 is what you're going for. (laughs) Oh, sorry. He did not slug 768, but he did slug 709, so he's on the list. He had 32. I'll let you know, no one slugged 768 (laughs) other than Jay. Oh, that's Martinez. Martinez. That was, yeah, that was Martinez as of the other day. Or as of through first inning home run tonight. Um, uh, Okay, and this is the Jacob era. Um, Just trying to think of, so um, Manny Ramirez. Manny hit seven fifty three in two thousand eight. <laughs> what a ridiculous year that was. Um, I'm just I'm trying to think of like really strong finishes. Um, seven hundred, the seven hundred club. Um, hmm. Just trying to. Uh, what about? What about Adrian Beltre? Not Adrian Beltre. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Sheffield. Nope. I'm going to give you one more wrong guess. Sure. Uh, Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza did it in 1997. 719 for what it's worth. Padding 406. That, that was his 362 40 home run year that Larry Walker got MVP. Um Oh boy, um, I, I had briefly forgotten how how we're defining Jacob Era. I was like, is that too early? Well, wild like card era, wild card. Yeah, yeah, era. yeah. Right. Uh, I'll give you I the see, uh, two remaining years: two twenty twenty one and twenty fourteen. Uh, twenty fourteen. Boy. Um. Oh boy, let's see. No, oh, he got hurt. Um, is it Adrian Gonzalez? It is Matt Kemp. Oh, so if I remember right, I didn't guess Kemp because as the Dodgers were like, I believe, celebrating uh, the winning the division in 2014, they said, Matt Kemp has injured his uh, knee or whatever, <laughs> and it's like, or however it was, like because he, he was hitting so great, but I didn't, I I couldn't remember when that injury actually happened, and so that was anyway. And what was the other year? Twenty twenty one. Yes. Um. Man, this. All right, so you have post shoulder Bellinger, obviously not. I'm just trying to think of like uh, speaking of late injuries. Max Muncy hurt in his elbow. Um, Albert Pujols did not drive in twenty. Um, oh boy, why is this so difficult? Um, I don't think he slugged seven hundred. Uh, I am having a having a rough go here. Um, let's go. No, he he struggled as well. He struggled as well. Um, let I'm I have zero confidence in this, but let's just say Mookie Betts, Corey Seager. Since. Yeah. 2013, five Dodgers, including J.D. Martinez, have had a 900 OPS or higher for minimum 400 plate appearances in their first season as a Dodger. Can Eric name the other four Dodgers in seven guesses? Okay, since so he says since 2013. So I think, oh wait, the this other person's first year was the next year. Um, I don't remember if he got to 400, but I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it anyway. Justin Turner. He did not. 2014. Okay. Um, uh, so Hanley Ramirez was acquired in 2012, so he's out. Um, 2013. Obviously, there's there's more. Um, uh, Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger in 2017. Um. So Seeger debuted in 15, so he's out. Um, oh, 
400 plate appearances. Um, I don't think this other person I'm thinking I've got to 900. Um, Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman, 2022. Uh, Mookie Betts had the 60-game season. Um, you have t- uh, two names to go. Yeah. Um, let's think. Uh, not Logan Forsythe. Um, <laughs> just, uh, this is annoying. Um, this compelling, compelling audio as well. Uh, <laughs> I, I I'm just trying to like wrap my head around it. Like, uh, this, yeah, I don't, this is harder than I expected. Um, (laughs) I I get why I understand. I understand the backstory. The fact that you rattle off Rudy York. Yeah. Right. And then then, like players I covered. Um, it's the it's the first year thing because like you would think like Seager would be in there but he, he debuted right like so, um, and then so he he was eased in. Oh, um, Max Muncie. Max Muncie, one name remaining, and I'll let you know it was in two thousand thirteen. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm just gonna try to try to weasel my way backwards into this one um no who okay who (laughs) why can't i remember oh no okay so that was not his oh go ahead i know why you can't remember and it's because you very uh were adamant that this player would not play in 2013 certainly as early as he did oh yeah okay yeah, so this is not a hat eating situation. But let's just uh, we'll, we'll go with Yasiel Puig. Yeah, there you go. God, yeah. <sighs> you started off hot with Fruity Organ. Oh, you all downhill. Yeah, <laughs> some pretty some pretty big teams are watching the postseason from home this year. Do you think a managerial change would make a difference for the Padres? Still alive, Padres, <laughs> Yankees, or Red Sox going in the next year? I d- I never know. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it it doesn't sound like they're the Red Sox are doing. Anything. I mean, they already made their change, and that when they fired Heim Bloom or whatever as president of baseball, ops. and it was to the point where like they were like, "Well, is Alex Cora going to go in the front office?" It's like so they're they're pretty entrenched with him. I mean, it it I have no inside information, obviously, on the Yankees, but. From afar, it seems like... I would like, love that if you did. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've been holding beat. it out. Yeah, I, But, like, it would... Aaron Boone has seemed like a dead man walking for a long time. Yeah. Like, so, like, that that almost has to happen. Now, I guess from the reporting, I, Kevin Rosenthal has sort of been on this a little bit. There's, like, very clearly, like, a, a rift between A.J. Preller and Bob Melvin. And, like, you know, if you... Like, I guess I get if if the Padres are like they're pretty high in Preller, but like, look look at his tenure, right? Right? Well, they've got they've had like two good seasons. They're you know, like, are you really is Preller really your guy? You know, yeah. I, not that not that Melvin's like some guy who's going to manage there forever because he's he's older, right? But like, okay, like you, you get rid of Melvin, then it's like just another manager under him, like. Um, I, I don't, maybe, maybe that's more of a like total overhaul. Like, yeah. but I don't think they're there either. So like, I, I think it might be like Melvin goes just because it's the easiest move or, or whatever. But, um, yeah, I would say Boone probably gone, but who knows? Yeah. That's the only one I'm confident, well, not yeah. confident, but if I had to pick one, that's who I would Yeah. Pick. Yeah, exactly. Bruce got... <laughs> Bruce Star Gratterall, my goodness, and Ryan Brazier will be important pieces of the Dodger postseason bullpen. They have been effective in the second half with a 0.34 and a 0.33 ERA in their appearances. Slightly e- lower since then, since we since you wrote this, yeah. Each allowing a single run thus far. What are your thoughts on this pairing given the off days in divisional series? It looks like they uh, would be available for the first three games without any issue. Yeah, I, I would expect 
however the Dodgers define their like their A team in the bullpen, which is very clearly like Phillips, Gratterall, Brazier, probably Ferguson. Like it's weird because like Ferguson has very clearly been leverage guy. He's been like up and down, but also his numbers are are still overall pretty good. He's also opened like a billion times, uh, like seven. I think it's seven total, and he hasn't been like great. He hasn't had like a clean inning in any of the opener things. So I don't know if he's going to be like the opener guy. But like the NLDS starts Saturday, October seventh, and there's off day before game two, even though they're at home, and then off day, travel day before game three, and then so I would imagine their best relievers were, are going to be able to pitch three times in those four games, you know? Um, so that's like, it, I guess that could go back to like, it, maybe they, they could get away with having 12 pitchers for the NLDS roster because of that. Um, Cause you, you're not necessarily, you don't necessarily need all the bolt guys. Um, so, I, but are you really like? Yeah, oh man, dude, I, I feel have, like we gotta have Colton Wong on this <laughs> roster. You know, like he's not gonna play either. Like so, and you, anything yeah. you can do to keep the arms, you know, put less Fresh. miles on the arms as yes, much as possible. Because yes. go come the NLCS, should it happen? Knock well, on because, wood. But the thing there is like they're, they're, the the thing to worry about for. I mean, obviously you got to get there. At LCS World Series. There's the three middle games, right? Right. And you you just hope that. Dave Roberts doesn't say yes when someone Brandon Morrow's him and says, I want to pitch in this game. Like, I want to pitch every single game. Like, no, you have to have a day off. Like, you know, if it, if it gets to that, I don't, I don't see them. I don't necessarily see them having like a six, a six appearance guy or whatever in a, in a series, but you never know. But yeah, I, I think in the division series, it's going to be a little weirder um, just because of those off days. Going into Tuesday's doubleheader in Colorado, the Dodgers have scored 869 runs in 155 games. Higher. Both numbers higher since then. Since 1900, only once um, in 1953 when they scored 955 runs has a Dodger team scored more than 900 runs in the regular season. The 2019 Dodgers have the highest total in LA with 886 runs scored. The Dodgers have already passed that, by the way. They're 893 as we're recording this. But okay. yeah. For the contest. Well, this year's Dodger team scored 900 or more runs. And for the tiebreaker, name the player that scores the 900th run and who drives in this run. Yes? Oh, did he, did he say scores or drives in? Um, uh, he both. Okay. So, okay. So, it's I, I misspoke. It's eight. It's 892 as of right now. There's still some time left in the Thursday game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, they're definitely scoring 900. Um. I, th- you you want to say you want to say yours first, Rosario, Rosario scores or drives and drives it in. Oh, a solo home run, or yeah, yeah I mean, it could be. be yeah. Well, no, it, ha- it has to be. No, yeah, right, because technically he would be the no, last run scored as long as he's the last one. Yeah, nine hundred. Okay, <laughs> so Rosario, Homer. Um, all right, I think. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Muncie driving in Mookie. Solid. Yeah. That's exciting. No, it. Yeah, I, I definitely went more chalk there. Um, yeah, feel bad. Dodgers finish their season in San Francisco. Well, I'm what? guessing <laughs> Jacob has never had clam chowder served in a sourdough bread bowl. You'd be wrong. More on that later. In your face, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, I guess to be fair, I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure it was sourdough, and I'll explain why because it was oh, in San Francisco. Right. My question is about the famous bread from the city by the bay. Is sourdough bread one of your sandwich bread choices? And have you ever tried to make a loaf uh, at your home? I like yeasted. Uh, I like uh, normal yeasted breads, not wildly uh, fermented yep. breads, a lot. And uh, when I got into baking, yeast was readily available. So I've never tried. Melissa hates it. I don't mind it, but it's not like my favorite. Yeah. So, whatever reason. That said, I did have um, New England clam chowder in Maine in a bread bowl. I assume it was sourdough, but maybe not. Uh, yeah. And it was uh, chowder. I instantly don't like soups. Chowder is, is with chili in an exception. It's so meaty and thick. 
that yeah. it's more of a sauce surrounding solid food than hmm. a liquid thing. So chowder's great. Um, it's delicious. Yeah, the, um, I am sourdough to me always seems more like it was made for garlic bread, <laughs> you know, or or like I guess not always because that's like you could give a French loaf of French bread or whatever, but. Sourdough's biggest um, biggest selling point is the like um, the rigidity or like it has better it holds up well like mm-hmm. uh, you know when you're when you have like a hefty sandwich or like you know something that requires that um, it is is it's pretty good um, I know like you know you're gonna get like that when you toast you could have like really cheap bread of any kind. I think it holds up a little better sometimes as toast, like than other breads. So there's that, but it's it's like I don't. I guess I don't buy enough bread to like. I don't make enough sandwiches at home. I think probably is the thing. So like I think I don't. I just don't carry sourdough bread a lot. You know, it's like more of a one. But occasionally. I will get like one of those like half loaves, like a bigger half loaf or whatever, and then just either, you know, get enough to make like a few sandwiches of stuff, and then maybe have a couple garlic bready things or whatever. It, it's a treat. Sourdough. I, I'm trying to think. I'm in the same. I've definitely had clam chowder in a bread bowl, and I think it's one of those where I assume I assume it was sourdough. I'm pretty sure it was. Um, and I'm trying to think if I've actually had it in San Francisco. Um, maybe. Honestly, I, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it, it's great. And I, and I kind of want it right now. So. Time to start, to start driving. Maybe it'll be open by the time you get there. So. <laughs> oh, to San Francisco? Yeah. Yeah. That's It's not that far of a drive. I can get there. <laughs> How, yeah. Do they open at like four in the morning? And <laughs> then we'll see. We'll find out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you report back, and you can you can watch the games. It'll be great. Yeah, live coverage. So I think what we're gonna do is we'll have another episode um, early next week, sort of after once the regular season is over. Um, but we'll we'll have more of a we'll the, uh, we'll know at least the the team the Brewers are playing, so we have a little bit more to go on. Mm-hmm. But then we'll talk about other stuff like whether the Dodgers got to 100 wins or whatever and other sort of things. I'm sure there'll be more stuff to talk about. Uh, But, yeah, that's it for us. Uh, Thanks for listening um, to the Three Innings Save podcast. I am Eric Steven. That's Jacob Birch. We are produced by Brian Salvatore. And we'll talk to you again uh, next week. 